Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and The Aside has been on a short hiatus while our recording studio was being upgraded. But works are still underway and I wanted to get some more episodes out there, so the audio quality for this episode will not be as high as usual. But the quality of the guests today is as strong as ever, because today we are talking diversity, authenticity and representation of all people in the performing arts with our guest, Cecily Stovall. Let's get to it! Cecily Stovall is a performer and educator who is currently spearheading the Diversity on Stage initiative, Stage a Change, with the VCA. She is originally from Indianapolis in the US and is very proud to bring a decade of performing and teaching to Australia. Miss Stovall is an accomplished musical theatre performer, director, teacher and choreographer. She has performed across the US in a myriad of regional theatres on tours and aboard cruise ships. Most recently, Cecily just completed a five-year run of the Book of Mormon in the US and Australia. Back in the US, Cecily is the creator of Music Dance Theatre Workshops, an organisation that connects aspiring young artists with Broadway performers. Through MDT, she hosts a web series, Five Minute Call, with Cecily Stovall. For more information, visit cecily.com. C-E-S-S-A-L-E-E dot com. And so, with no further ado, I bring you Cecily Stovall. Hello, Cecily, and welcome to The Aside. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to be here. So, first question. Why is diversity important in theatre? You know, I think the beautiful thing about theatre in general is that it really is such a mirror of of life, of our society, right? So when we go to the theater, we go because we kind of want to escape our own lives and hear someone else's story. And it's imperative that we are honestly, authentically, and truthfully sort of telling as many stories as we can on stage. So it's, it's such an important part of theater and the landscape of creating stories to be able to tell them in the ways that they actually happen. And the world is diverse, so theater should be too. What are the elements that affect diversity or authenticity in casting? So that's kind of a tricky one. I mean, here in Australia, obviously, we are working really hard to create more opportunities for performers of color um, to be on stage and to be performing. But I think that part of the elements that sort of affect that in the background are um, we we see issues with training and, and do people of all not only diverse color background, but of age background and gender background have the same access to training as everyone else does. Um, I think also authenticity comes into play when stories in musical theater have traditionally been very American centric. Um, but obviously the journey of an American person or you know, the journey of the characters in Memphis is probably different than the journey of the people in Australia who would play those characters. So I think it's really important that we work hard to um, find more ways to create authentic representation of those characters, but then also find ways to tell stories of Australians, of, of the people in the communities we have here. How important is community support for promoting diversity? Massively. Like, how, how important is, I don't know, breathing, right? Like, um, I think... At the end of the day, we have to make sure that the theater that we're doing is serving our communities and that the communities, um, whether they be regular theater goers or people who may be new to theater, feel like they're welcome, feel like their stories are being told, feel like their their lives are important and matter to not only uh, the people who are creating the theater, but to the other people who are watching the theater and maybe have a different 
uh, perspective to take away. How is authentic casting happening in Australia? And is that different from what's happening internationally? You know, it's, it's a learning curve for everyone. I think it's really easy to sort of look at the big things that are happening and coming out of the U.S. and, and point fingers and say things are right there, but they're, they're just as much learning there as we are here. I think what we can do in Australia is really kind of take some of the lessons that have been learned, the hard, sort of the hard knock lessons that have been learned in the U.S. when it comes to things like what's the difference between colorblind casting versus whitewashing versus color-inclusive casting, um, gender-inclusive casting, sort of take those lessons that are happening in the U.S. and in the U.K. Uh, in particular and really apply them to what we want to see happen here in Australia. Can you expand on that a little bit? Sure. I mean, I think one of the things that is happening a lot, one of the, you know, the big buzz stories that's kind of crossed international waters is sort of this concept of plays or musicals like West Side Story or In the Heights being performed by people who don't ethnically represent the characters that they're playing. The one argument is, of course, that we are actors and our job is to be able to create these characters. But then the other argument, which... I think is probably a stronger argument is that when roles have been so infrequently written to feature people of color or people of a particular ethnic background, and these roles are, um, their ethnic makeup is paramount to who these characters are and the storytelling. I do think it's, it's fairly irresponsible to decide that we can erase that by casting people who don't match the ethnic background or some sort of background based on these characters. You know, it's, it's a tricky thing to solve because obviously we want to give opportunity to performers um, no matter what their background are. And because musical theater in particular is so American in scope, um, sometimes it becomes difficult to make sure that you're exactly matching up one for the other. But I think that we have to just work really hard to train up a new generation of performers to really engage with the communities and make sure that we're authentically telling their stories in the way that they see them told. And then we have to challenge the industry to make sure that we as an industry are demanding what we want to see on stage. And I think that's authenticity. I think that's truthfulness and storytelling. And I think it's inclusivity, which you know, we're starting to really see here in Australia, which is great. So you've used three terms, uh, whitewashing, color-inclusive casting, and colorblind casting. Can you talk us through those? Sure. Um, and I don't particularly think that I will be the only expert on what these mean. I think they mean different things to different people. But what I generally understand whitewashing to be is when you take a character that specifically has um, a trait that is ethnic in nature, that is paramount to that character. So whether that be Maria in West Side Story being Puerto Rican or Dina in Dreamgirls being Black or Kim in Miss Saigon being Vietnamese, um, when you ignore that and cast someone who is not of an ethnic minority in those roles, um, that's generally the, the terminology used as whitewashing. Colorblind casting means the ability to cast anyone in any ethnicity and any role. Um, and that comes into play when you have a character, let's say like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Dorothy doesn't have to be played as a white character. Uh, there's nothing in the script that says she has, so colorblind casting sort of means that we take away what we would assume or would normally picture in our mind and open ourselves up to casting a role 
by of any race, um, irregardless of irregardless is not a word. <laughs> when we cast the role of from any race, not really taking sight of what we would have previously thought or what we previously would have expected to see in that role. And then you have color inclusive casting. And that the difference between <laughs> this is tricky. The difference between color blind casting and color inclusive casting is color inclusive casting means actively working to include ethnic minorities in the cast, actively seeking out to not have a certain kind of monotone cast as opposed to specific roles that you cast without regard to race. Schools are in a relatively unique position where they have a very small number of students. They may have a very narrow range of ethnicities. I'm wondering what you think schools could be doing or should be doing around casting and what to do if you if you really want to do West Side Story, but you just don't have the range of ethnicities that the musical calls for. If it's what you, if it's who you have and you want to tell the story, I think as long as you're telling the story in the most authentic way possible or, or doing the education or maybe including a blurb in the program about why you cast the way you do or um, just really trying to talk to making the world more inclusive, allowing us to all see things in a different way, making a place on stage for everyone. I, I ultimately think that's, that's the goal of theater. If, if you're being true to the essence of the story and and you're working on a on hairspray because you really want to talk about the, the integral conflict between people of color and people of privilege or you know if that's really what you want to make your story about hey go for it but just make sure that we're really talking to what the truth in the heart of the piece is without just saying i really like to do uh this show so this is what we're going to pick but those questions always come up like but how do we do it? We want to do it. We know that our kids want to do it. How do we do it responsibly? It's like, well, then maybe you do a reading of Hairspray and then at the end you do a talk back and talk about why we shouldn't be performing, like why we can love this music and love this play, but we don't have the authority to perform it. I think there's a lot of life education that comes from theater education. You know, I think the beauty of all of this comes down to the fact that school theater is about education. And so I would never expect that a school that was going to do rent in the middle of Victoria should absolutely have a person of Latinx background playing Mimi. It's just not gonna happen. Well, I don't know if the schools are doing rent anyway. But the point is, I think that with an educational setting, you get the opportunity to really dig into these conversations. You get to learn about characters. You get to explore what their backgrounds are, why their backgrounds are so important to these characters, and talk about representation on stage. So ultimately, I think the, the big heavy lifting is kind of up to sort of the bigger theaters out there to really make a stand and portray images on stage that are more authentic. However, the beauty of them doing that is then when we get to the school theaters and we're doing a show where maybe the ethnic background isn't exactly um, what the author might have intended for a professional production, it allows us to really investigate about who these people are and why they are and start to make telling authentic stories important from the school level so that then when they become either professional performers or professional critics or just professional theater goers, they really start to analyze this and demand authenticity in what they see and do. And what are you doing to help aspiring young artists? 
Um, well, I, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, I actually have started a program called Stage of Change here in Australia, uh, which is working to create more professional performance opportunities for people of color. Um, we've got three angles that we work on, three spokes, if you will. Um, we've got the training component. Um, we've got an industry standard component where we're really trying to shake up sort of what the industry here sees as good and right and, and the direction we want to go in. And then also working with communities to engage people and, and make sure that we're really authentically telling their stories and also showing them that the arts and a career in the arts is a safe place for them to encourage their children and their friends to go to and join uh, and enjoy. And um, so with the uh, amazing grant writing powers of the VCA, we've actually gotten a grant to uh, do the first pilot program of our training program. So it's a diversity in theater workshop series that actually uh, the second part, the exploration is starting just on August 18th. That's a five week program. And then we've got the immersion section coming up in late September. So really excited about the things that we're doing, working with industry professionals and BCA instructors and um, lots of other organizations have come together to put forth some scholarships for students who are interested in pursuing careers in the arts and um, dance and singing lessons and things like that. Just really trying to create opportunities so that everyone is getting closer to equal on the playing field. So how can teachers or listeners to the aside help? Oh, well, you guys are the best people to help. Um, we're really looking for students. So helping us identify students of color who maybe don't quite have the access to all of the training or singing lessons or things like that, or people who you think might need an extra push, um, helping us identify those students and getting them the resources that will help them on their, on their journey. That's, that's the best way to help. And uh, you can visit our website at www.stageachange.org to contact me and let me know where they are. How can teachers and students make positive changes to encourage diversity in the classroom? I think, I think everyone in the industry, this is you know, kind of the big thing from producers down to the teachers, really just kind of need to take a moment sometimes and check, check in with themselves and make sure that they are doing as much as they can to encourage everyone uh, who shows interest in a career in the arts in the same way. Um, making sure that in their casting, they, they aren't accidentally showing bias because this is how the show has always been done, or this is what I envisioned, or this is how it was done 10 years ago. Um, really being on the forefront of enacting change, being aware that change is happening. We see it on Broadway, we see it in the UK, it's coming to Australia, you know, uh, with, with Hamilton just around the corner, making sure that we're preparing all of our students for the possibility of a career in the arts, encouraging them to celebrate themselves authentically and not trying to fit into anyone else's mold. You actually have a podcast yourself for students and teachers who love musical theatre. Um, actually, yes, I have a web series uh, called Five Minute Call with Cecily Stovall. You can find it online at fiveminutecall.com. Um, but just really working with the cast and crew and creative of Broadway shows, um, people on tour, people on Broadway, people in regional theater, and getting to ask them sort of how they got where they are. We ask five questions each episode about how did you get started? How did you get from college to where you are now? What advice would you give your 16-year-old self? Um, the the Twitter followers could ask a question um, and then, you know, just really talking about like, how did you get there? Who helped you prepare? What was the most influential part or person in your life? And it's so cool to hear so many stories 
that are so vastly different, but you know, everyone's just trying to make it. And usually there was one person who said, I believe in you. And that was all that kid needed. So I think it's so important that what you're doing and helping teachers realize just how important and crucial their interactions can be to change the trajectory of a young artist's life. Thank you for your time today, Cecily. Thank you for joining us on the aside. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so uh, excited to be here and glad to be in this community. So thanks so much. That is all from us at The Aside. You can find out more about Cecily Stovall at www.cecily.com. That is C-E-S-S-A-L-E-E.com. Or you can find out more about Stage of Change at stageofchange.org. The Aside has a number of episodes in the bank, so why not go through our episode list and find one that piques your interest? Please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you very much to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, and Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. Special thank you to Fiona Bechtold at Drama Victoria for organising this interview, and of course, thank you all for listening.